Hello, and welcome to Capital Compass. We are the official podcast of the New York State Catholic Conference. I'm your host, Jillian. Today, in episode 35, I'll be talking with Principal Philip Hyde of St. Michael's Catholic Academy in Flushing, Queens, about bilingual Catholic education. Throughout the 2024 legislative session, we are giving you updates on what is happening in Albany. Without further ado, here is your Legislative Minute. Welcome to the Legislative Minute. I'm here with Dennis Paust, the Executive Director of the New York State Catholic Conference. Today, recording the Legislative Minute is Monday, January 29th. Dennis, can you tell us what's been happening in Albany recently? Hi, Jillian. Yes. Well, the legislative session is up and running. Uh, it began in the beginning of January with the governor's State of the State address and release of her executive budget. And I just wanted to call attention to two quick things, and it's things that our listeners could help us on. If you go to our website at nyscatholic.org and hit the Take Action button, you'll see two action alerts that we'd really need uh, you t- to uh, go to. The first, thanks Governor Hochul, actually, for fully funding mandated services aid for our Catholic schools. Uh, Last year, we really saw a 4% cut. This budget restores that cut from last year and fully funds the program for the coming year. So it's really uh, a great blessing uh, for our Catholic school families because uh, every dollar that we get in reimbursement for what the state owes us is fewer dollars that it costs uh, our schools uh, and less that it costs our parents and, and as well. But even more importantly, the assisted suicide battle in the state is really going to get hot this year. The advocates are making a full court press. They've got additional sponsors to the bill. Uh, they're working with high-paid lobbyists, high-paid public relations team to sell this message that suicide is a good thing for our frail elderly. We really, really need you to go to that Take Action page on nyscatholic.org and tell your legislators to reject this bid to legalize assisted suicide in New York State. We'll talk more about it on Capital Compass throughout this year, and we'll be talking about it a ton on social media. But please take action today on that. And thanks for the opportunity, Dillian, to uh, bring up those two points. And that was your Legislative Minute. We'll be back after a brief message. Are you interested in staying up to date with New York State legislation pertinent to the Catholic Church? Do you want your Catholic voice to be heard? Sign up for the Catholic Action Network by going to our website at nyscatholic.org action center or texting CAN to 50457. Again, CAN, C-A-N, to 50457. In 2013, faculty in the Lynch School of Education and Human Development at Boston College developed a two-way immersion network for Catholic schools, also known as Twin CS. This program prepares students to become bilingual by teaching in two languages, beginning in kindergarten and continuing through eighth grade. The network offers Spanish English and Mandarin English programs for schools, two of which are in New York State. Joining us today is Principal Philip Hyde of St. Michael's Catholic Academy in Flushing, Queens, to discuss their dual language program. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Can we start off by uh, you sharing some details on this program, kind of explain to our listeners what exactly this is? Absolutely. Our program is an extremely innovative program. 
and it was developed it's for St. Michael's specifically for the community of downtown Flushing. Our community is predominantly Asian and the majority of our families do speak Mandarin. And one of the ways in which we felt that our school could capitalize on instruction would be to provide instruction in both English and in Mandarin. What makes a dual language program so unique and so effective is that it's not like you're just sitting in a classroom for a period of time learning a language. Like when we traditionally think of students taking you know, Spanish in high school or French in middle school. In addition to learning the language, our students are also receiving content instruction in that language. So that means that they're learning their science in Mandarin and in English. They're learning social studies, math, they're learning English language arts in the English class, and then Mandarin language arts in the Mandarin class. And of course, as a Catholic school, we're also learning religion in both languages. So language is the vehicle that drives instruction. Obviously, because of the demographics in Flushing, it was a good innovative way to merge cultures. But what really sparked the idea for this program? I know you guys have had it for, I believe, about 10 years or so. Right. So, you know, examining our community, we saw that, you know, the demographics of Flushing were changing and that it was becoming more of a predominantly Asian population. And the way in which we were able to have outreach to our community and really maintain a, a presence as a, as a Catholic school was by initiating this program. So for us, it became more about serving the need of the community. And that, that's really what the driving force behind the, the start of the program and also why it's so successful today. We have families that come to our school because they know that their child will be able to learn in both their home language and also be able to better their English as well. What makes, again, our program sort of effective and unique is that we don't have an actual ESL program or an English language learner program at this current time. We are in the process of looking to initiate one. But what we're doing is we use dual language as a way for a child to either build on their current language and learn a new language, whether that be English or whether it be Mandarin. Um, and we also do have a Hispanic population as well that utilizes our school and program because their child is already speaking English and Spanish, and now they want to challenge their child to learn a new language and also, you know, be more beneficial for when they get older and are able to apply for high school and college and look at that as a way to stand out. And again, we know that as, you know, it's much easier for a child to learn a new language at a younger age. So we have students that are in their kindergarten, first grade that are speaking three languages. They're speaking their Spanish at home with their families, and then in school they're speaking Mandarin and they're speaking English. And they're picking up the language even faster than a student that is only uh, monolingual or, or just becoming bilingual. Now, in general, Catholic school enrollment has been on a decline the last few years. Have providing programs such as this helped draw more interest? You know, has there been an increase in enrollment since starting the program? You know, I know you guys wanted to really serve your community too in starting this. Absolutely. One one of the things that we're seeing is again enrollment is down, you know, across all schools with, with for Catholic education. Uh, it is very um, expensive, especially when you're running a dual language program. It does bear a burden on the academy to to be able to provide instruction and, and the support. However, there is a, a very much a need for it, and, and families are willing to pay. And we also are very fortunate to have 
money available to us through uh, the diocese with Children's Scholarship Fund and the Angel Donor Program. But what we are noticing is that our enrollment has been rebuilding itself over the last couple of years. We've noticed that, um, you know, in our upper grades, we're almost at max capacity to have uh, full classes. And at our lower grades, we we've also uh, sort of have like a sweet spot. So maybe that in our kindergarten where maybe we could fit a couple of more students, you know, to have it at max capacity. We've realized that it's sort of better to have a lower number that can able to provide more student-centered instruction and, and more we can give more attention to our students that are just starting out learning the language. While we maybe aren't at full capacity, we're, we're really at a, a very nice number right now and looking into next year that we'll be able to effectively educate all of our students. Now, obviously, one of the reasons parents want to sign up their kids is maybe their uh, home language is one of the languages you're teaching. Uh, but why else should parents consider signing their children up for dual language programs? Well, you know, dual language is an effective way for a child to really stand out. And I mean that in a couple of different ways. Yes, it's great to put that on, you know, a high school application or a college application that, that a student is fluent in two languages or multiple languages. But one of the other things that, that, we've, that we know and that studies have shown is that students that are dual language or either or trilingual, they, have, they tend to perform upwards of 20% higher on assessments than students who are only monolingual. So by putting your child in a program that offers dual language education, you, you're almost ensuring that your child is really going to have significant um, advantage over students that, that are only learning in one language. So uh, again, we're, today we're, we're very much looking in ways in which um, we can you know, better our, our children, make them stand out more, make them more prepared for the world, that when they become an adult, that they can be a, a citizen that's able to contribute to society. Knowing another language and being able to effectively communicate with someone um, is so vital and crucial. Really everything that we're doing, again, it's not just learning a language, but being able to demonstrate mastery of subjects or multiple subjects in that language or in multiple languages. So your school is pre-K through eight. Now, can students start this dual language program at any point or do you, I, I'm sure you suggest it, you start it earlier, but how does that work? So we have um, universal pre-K which is um, a free program that's offered through the Department of uh, New York City. And it's, it's our, our staff that do a fantastic job. We have a three-year-old program and a four-year-old program. And in those classes, we have an English-speaking teacher, a Mandarin-speaking assistant, and a Spanish-speaking assistant. So again, language is utilized in all three languages to, to effectively serve our students. Kindergarten and upwards is uh, the academy. and our dual language program is right now K and one, which is a 50-50 model. And what that utilizes is a roller coaster cycle, meaning that our kindergartners are split into two groups. One group will be with the English speaking teacher while the other group is with the Mandarin speaking teacher. The next day they switch and that continues throughout the course of the week. Grades two and up is an immersion style program where our students spend the bulk of their time learning in English, but do receive Mandarin speaking instruction for about 90 minutes a day. And what's unique about our program too is, is that we allow students to enter into the program at, at any time. So we do have students that, that are brand new to, to Flushing or to our country. 
coming from China and they, they might be in the sixth grade, they might be in the third grade and they're able to join us, you know, at, at that time. We have students that, uh, you know, start with us in pre-K, some that come to us in kindergarten. Uh, and again, we're, you know, we really don't like to turn people away unless we, we have max capacity in a grade, but um, you know, it's effective way for students to learn um, and at any age. Uh, you know, I, I think I know the answer to this, but do you think this is something that uh, should be more widely available at schools? Absolutely. You know, when I first got to St. Michael's three years ago, I, I really wasn't that much familiar with dual language education. So I, I did some research and, you know, doing research is one thing, but when you're in a classroom and you're watching groups of students being able to understand, being able to communicate, being able to do curriculum in one language, and then the next day they're in another room doing it in, a, in another language, it's just mind-blowing. It's unbelievable. It's hard to believe that you know, we have students that will come into us on the first day of school and maybe they don't speak a word of Mandarin or maybe they don't speak a word of English. Maybe they don't speak a word of English or Mandarin because their native language is Spanish. And within a few weeks, they're just absorbing everything in and they're able to speak in both of those languages. They're able to understand in both of those languages and they're able to demonstrate mastery of subjects in those languages. It's just, it, it shows the potential of human capacity and just how, um, how effective learning can be done in multiple languages and just how able and uh, adaptable students are to be able to learn in, in those languages. Now, have you found uh, this kind of uh, dual language program helps students to respect the non-English, uh, obviously in your school's case, Chinese heritage and culture? Yo, absolutely. Um, one of the things that, that's so wonderful about St. Michael's is that, you know, we're very much a plural society. We have a, a, a significant Mandarin population. We have a, a significant Hispanic population. We have a, you know, a small Caucasian and African-American population. So it's, it's very much that we're a plural society where we understand that everyone has a different culture, different beliefs, different backgrounds. And through, again, through language, we're able to, to learn and to celebrate everyone's cultures. Back in uh, October for Hispanic Heritage Month, we, we examined our, our faculty that are Hispanic and had and celebrated their, their culture. We have Black History Month coming up where we'll take a look at certain leaders that whether it's leaders in our country or leaders throughout the world that are that are black and, and be able to celebrate them and to be able to learn about them in both languages. And we also are able to take a look through at, at Chinese culture and again to learn about that. And you know, we're getting ready for, for Chinese New Year, which we're gonna be celebrating very soon. Um, we're gonna be doing two different celebrations for that. On the eighth, we're gonna have a, a performance. Our students have been learning dancing. They learned how to do a lion dance, the dragon dance. They're going to be doing a kung fu exhibit and a slew of other performances to, to really celebrate Chinese culture and the new year. And then on Saturday, the 10th, we're going to be participating in the, the Flushing Chinese New Year Parade, which, again, is a great way for us also to, to join in our larger community to celebrate the new year and really to again to show respect to the different cultures and that's what what is so important about catholic education and in our mission is that we accept all and we welcome everybody and that we respect beliefs and, and the people that that we're with and, and that are all around us and everyone and that's the true mission of jesus christ and we, we do it through dual language 
Now, uh, as I said in my intro, Boston College's Lynch School of Education and Human Development created this for Catholic schools. Why do you think this immersion program is such a good fit for Catholic schools? One of our missions in Catholic education, especially the Diocese of Brooklyn, is igniting the Catholic imagination. And by that meaning to sort of think outside the box and look at different ways in which we're able to to help our students learn and to stand out. And in being part of this network is, is something that's that's so unique and different. You know, when you have when you think of charter schools or public schools, it tends to be what that school is doing, or maybe they work with uh, one or two other schools in their area. This network extends, you know, throughout the United States. And we have monthly meetings where I, I meet with the principals all throughout the East Coast. And it's wonderful to see what the school in Baltimore is doing or to hear about our friends in Florida. Over the summer, we, uh, we attend the Academy for Dual Language where all the principals and the select number of teachers, we, we gather and we meet. So this year it's gonna be in, up in Boston. Uh, last summer it was in Los Angeles and we actually got to go and speak with some of uh, our colleagues that are in Los Angeles that have a dual language Mandarin school out there. And to be able to talk with them and see what they're doing with their students and how it's been beneficial, what struggles they're having, and to be able to share our goals and to share, you know, our victories throughout the school year. It helps us to, you know, to know what we're doing is how effective it is and also to hear from, from others and really to be able to engage and ideas and suggestions, and also to be able to anticipate some, maybe some issues that we may have down the line and how to better handle them. So through the network and utilizing professional development and also through with working with the facilitators and the professors at Boston College, it really helps us better prepare so that we can continue to effectively serve our students. Do you have any tips for parents or educators who might want to start a dual language program at their school? Absolutely. My suggestions are first, really to examine your, your school community and what you feel would be most beneficial. Um, again, for us, it was sort of a no-brainer to have a Mandarin dual language school because that, that's the language that our, our families speak. One of the things that, that we feel is most important, too, is making parents aware of the commitment to the program. And, you know, what makes dual language effective is that it can't just simply be that, you know, my child goes to school and they... They speak in English and Mandarin Monday through Friday, and we don't do anything on Saturday and Sunday. And then when holidays come, when summer comes, they don't speak in those languages at all. It's got to be something that that's continually progressed and developed throughout the whole year. Much like we would say to a student, you know, over the summer, you know, make sure that you, you know, spend some time looking over some materials. So that way, when you come back in September, you know, we don't have any of that academic rust. So there, there needs to be a commitment on the part of all stakeholders. And we have teachers that are very well trained and that are here to help facilitate knowledge. We ask that, that our parents ensure that their child is, is working to complete homework and, and also really to be able to demonstrate to the parent what it is that they're learning. I almost compare it to like when you, know, when you have winter concert with school. Parents can probably get up on the stage and sing all those songs along with their child and do the dances, right? Because they've been practicing and going over it. Their kid has been doing it. It's got to be the same with, with, with the dual language program, which whether it be that the child is maybe reading to the parent a story in, in, in either language, or maybe they're showing them their war homework and demonstrating, well, you know, this number means this in English, this number means this in Mandarin. And again, working with, you know, not necessarily learning a language verbatim, 
but monitoring their child to ensure that that they're continuing to progress along and that that they're working with the, with their child. You know, lastly, one of the other things that's been most effective for us is that we have some phenomenal coaches through Generation Ready that have also been a, a blessing to us. We have coaches that speak both English and also coaches that speak Mandarin. So in addition to myself, we have people that are well-versed, that are seasoned educators that can walk into a room and can help our teachers you know, effectively deliver instruction in those languages. And they're able to work with me too, so that if I'm in a Mandarin speaking class, uh, I don't speak Mandarin, but I have someone in that is telling me, right now the teacher is asking the students to do this activity. This student is having an issue with that so that as I can go in there and then I can offer constructive feedback to that teacher so that we can continue to, to better serve our students. So those are just a few little things that, that I would recommend for anyone that's looking to start a dual language program. Uh, but I, I, I highly recommend it. I think it's just a fascinating and top of the line way to deliver effective education to your students. This episode will be airing during Catholic Schools Week. So kind of what does that look like for your school? So Catholic Schools Week is always a fun time, and it's an exciting time as we gear up to celebrate who we are. So we we tend to do a lot of things that tie into both our neighborhood and also our parish. So on uh, the first day of Monday of Catholic Schools Week, we're going to be doing um, a canned food drive, but it doesn't just end there. We're making it into a competition where our students are going to be bringing canned goods and then from there taking them to the gymnasium and they're going to build pyramids. So we're going to see who could stack the tallest pyramid of canned goods. We'll tie in some STEM to it and have our students figure out whether it's the area perimeter of the, the pyramid or uh, some other uh, scientific formula. And, and then we'll, we'll donate that to our, our local parish food pantry so it's better serve our community. We also do some STEM activities in which our students in the upper grades will work with our students in the lower grades. Um, also tie in literature, maybe they'll read to them and be a story in, in Mandarin, it could be a story in English. We take a look at the future and also have um, like a nice career day where we let our students think about what they want to do for the future. And we also have a, a big faculty pep rally celebration where our students get to really give thanks to their teacher and make some signs and cheer them on. We'll have light refresh refreshments for the kids, cotton candy, popcorn. And, um, you know, then we end Catholic Schools Week on that Friday, first Friday for us is very special for our community on every month. We have First Friday Mass, follow that by adoration, and then we return back to church for the end of the day for benediction. So it, it truly does center around you know, Jesus Christ and the mission and, and his love and grace for us. As we enter into a, so the season of Lent, our students participate also in Stations of the Cross. Last year, we did Stations of the Cross in both English, and we also did it in Mandarin. And again, it was just a very humbling experience to watch our students be able to pray in both languages and a very proud moment for us. And again, it really conveys not only the message of our school, but, but the message of Jesus Christ, where all are welcome and all celebrate. Thank you so much for coming on. And for those interested in St. Michael's Catholic Academy, where can they find more information? They can find more information by going to our website, www.stmichaelsca.org. They can also give us a call. Our phone number is 718-961-0246. Or they can stop by in person, say hello, and take a look around our building. Our address is 136 
5841st Avenue, Flushing, New York, uh, 11355. One of the other really fantastic attributes of St. Michael's is that uh, we also have a dedicated Chinese liaison to our families. And we have a dedicated phone number that they can call anytime and that uh, she'll get back to them or answer right away. And that phone number is 347-399-8500. And that's Sister Mary Bin Lin, who uh, works with our students and our families. We're very fortunate that we at St. Michael's, we actually have five sisters that work in our school. We have three sisters that are from Nigeria and we have two sisters that are from China. And uh, again, it just helps fit into the, the culture of St. Michael's where all are welcome and that we celebrate everyone. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, Jillian. Stay well. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to the Capital Compass podcast. And thank you so much to Principal Hyde for coming on the show. I'd just like to let our listeners know, in my intro, I mentioned that New York State has two dual-language Catholic school programs. The other Catholic school in New York that provides a dual-language program is Our Lady of Guadalupe in Deer Park in Central Islip. To find more information on the school, you can go to olgschools.org. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To catch all the latest from the conference, you can follow us on Instagram and X formerly known as Twitter, at NYS Catholic Conf, and on Facebook at NYS Catholic Conference. Thanks again, and God bless.